Hey, want to learn about the latest trends in digital marketing? In today's connected world, information is plentiful and always changing. It's difficult to keep up. Each week, we bring you the latest digital marketing news in easy, digestible format. Say goodbye to hours of research and learn everything you need to know right here. You are listening to This Week in Marketing. Hey everyone, welcome to This Week in Marketing show, also known as The Twim Show. I'm your host, Sajid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of October 12, 2020. Our first update of the week is on Google. Google is working on a new feature that will let users filter their search results by pages and sites that have the same keywords. A filter box will appear on the right-hand side of the desktop device with options related to search. For example, if you're looking for a school named Market and Grow, but there are courses and services that offer market and growth, right? I mean, this is the name of a company, so our website will most likely pop up on the results too. Normally, you will get all the results on one page and it can be hard sorting them through. The filter box will give you options like school, courses, business, corporations, or anything related to your search-based category. Well, in my opinion, uh, this is a good thing. However, this is not a confirmed feature yet. It's testing a feature. So we'll see how this works out. If this works out, if they really release it, this will come out to be a very good thing. So, but let's try it out and let's see what happens. Then our next update is about Google Ads and data-driven attribution or also known as DDA tools. For those who are hearing this for the first time, DDA is a type of attribution model that uses Google's machine learning to determine how much credit should to assign to each ad interaction along the customer journey. Data-driven attribution gives credit to the credit based on the incremental ad impact of your ads and help marketeers understand which type of ads make the highest impact, what keywords or any other data that helps bring in potential audience and converts them converts them to customers or buyers. Now, Google has announced that it is expanding its DDA tools for YouTube advertisers too. These latest DDA tools are available in the beta version for select group of YouTube advertisers. Eligible advertisers will be able to opt in with the measurement attribution section of the Google ads to see YouTube ads in the top paths, assisted conversions or ad path metrics reports, alongside search and shopping ads. And to give advertisers a more holistic view of Google Media, they are also adding display ads to attribution reports in the coming months. DDA requires a certain volume of data in order for Google to build a precise model, uh, but, to DD, but to make DDA available to add more advertisers, Google is lowering the data requirements for eligibility. With this change, each conversion, conversion action in your Google Ads account that has at least 3,000 ad interactions and at least 300 conversions within 30 days will be eligible for DDA. This is possible due to ongoing improvements to the machine learning algorithms they use to train data-driven attribution models so that they, now they can do more with less data without sacrificing precisions. As per Google, DDA is a perfect attribution tool or model because of its constant updates and machine learning approach, which makes that which makes sure that the marketeers get accurate data to learn about consumer behavior. Now, folks, if you are listening to this show and you have listened to the previous episodes, you know I have been always talking about machine language and artificial intelligence, and this is going to be the way. It's like 
imagine if someone were to talk to you about mobile internet websites and you're like, oh yeah, it's a given, it's taken for granted. But 10 years ago, there, when people were talking about it, or 15 years ago, people were talking about it, no one took it seriously. This is exactly the shift that's happening in the advertising world with Google and Facebook. They're moving everything into art artificial intelligence based. And I have personally used DDA in some of my customers' account uh, in a different way. And you know, not exactly this DDA that you just rolled out because it's a beta version uh, but there are other t tools and things in google ads that are data driven based on machine learning and you know it's quite fascinating in terms of what google is doing and how much it's improving so give it a try uh, you can always roll back into another thing but i think dda is going to give you a better results just because of it has the uh, lot of insights into the whole google properties like you know across all the other channels and they would be able to give you more stuff with that let's move on to the next one our next <clears throat> update is from google search uh, google has announced uh, improvements to their core search engine google lens and other search related tools there's a lot of updates there we don't want to cover we want to just cover over the ones that really matters to us the digital marketers and the digital marketing landscape uh, number one they have spelling they have improve their ability to understand misspelled words and for good reason and i did not know that about 10 percent one in 10 queries are every day are spelled misspelled so that's 10 percent of the search now well it may not sound a lot but last time i heard uh, when i was in google office that you know there are about six billion a billion with the b searches happening every day on google 10 percent of that which is being misspelled is a big number right about 600 million if my math is correct uh, so that's a big number and so Google is changing that so now what they're saying is that they make changes in their algorithm uh, this new spelling algorithm helps them understand the context of mixed spell words and so they can help us find the right results is all under three millisecond yeah millisecond not three seconds three milliseconds so that's how fast Google's algorithm systems are the next thing that they did was passages uh, which is very specific searches can be hard hardest to get and sometimes you know these pas passages or uh, sentences are buried deep inside a web page so now when you search for a specific passages uh, they will take you google will take you directly to that page to that section and i will highlight it for you right i have seen this in um play for the last few weeks in fact i was telling it to someone during my office hours that kind of how this is working out but now google is announcing it uh, publicly that this is available what this means is and then google is also saying that you know they are basically understanding the relevancy of specific passages and not just overall page and then they can help us find little in the haystack this they predict that this technology will help about seven percent of search queries across all languages as they roll out globally that's a big number again remember six billion searches per day so that seven percent is a big number next they have is understanding key moments in videos so using the new ai driven approach they're now able to understand the deep semantics of a video and automatically identify key moments folks if you're listening to it i just talked about ai machine driven machine driven lang, machine driven uh, algorithms machine language uh, i 
keep seeming uh, twisting these things out. But basically, the focus is like you know now computers are getting so smart that you know we no longer have to say oh I need to watch the whole video to find that moment. They will be able to find it for us. This is huge. What this is means again, and I will touch on all these points right after I finish sharing the updates is that what it means for us as marketeers as business owners. The last update I have, the last two updates I have is. You don't. If you don't know a song, you can know just how to hum it, or you have the thing. You can hum it, and Google will go find the song for you. Now you're gonna say, "Hey, folks, this is not for me. I don't need to do that." Why? How does it relate to digital marketing? So let me wrap it all up for you. One is that all these searches, it's signaling the shift that's happening in the digital marketing landscape. Number one is videos. Video is important. It's gonna get more important in 2021 and beyond because now videos will be indexed right that's one so keep in mind if you're not in the video it's you're gonna lose out number two audio audio is gonna take over audio searches is gonna come in and so this humming thing is just like you know a way for google to test out the algorithm make it better and then eventually they're going to start texting searching and indexing podcasts like the one you're listening to right now this is big folks this is big and i'm getting goosebumps as as i talk about it this is like changing the tech the landscape of seo advertising everything as we know but it's in the very early days so they're not going to come and tell you out we have to uh you know we have to see things as they're transitioning and being in my position, I can tell you it's happening, folks. Lastly, you know, given that this is the holiday season is coming up, it's no surprise that Google has also launched a number of updates on the shopping services. Specifically, they are launching this feature in Chrome and Google app where you can now tap, long tap any image and find related products. And for the fashion challenge, this service will also show you related items that tend to show up in related image. Isn't that amazing? And imagine again, where is this is going? Is maybe it's not you're gonna not gonna see it this this easier next year. You're gonna say options to buy, options to buy. This is where it's going. AI driven, machine language driven, helping you connect with related products or products that you might be interested in. So and if you're shopping for a car now, you'd be able to get an AR augmented reality view so that you can see what they look like in your driveway. Isn't that amazing? I'm excited. How about you? Okay, let's move on. Still on Google Analytics or Google landscape, Google Analytics, they introduced four important new features uh, for the next version of GA. Uh, so as a result, and one, I'm going to cover them one at a time. Number one is machine learning insights to identify trends. So as an example, Google Analytics can now tell us uh, using website data to identify products that are rising in demand because of new customer needs. And these capabilities can help us marketers be proactive as well as reactive, reactive by predicting future actions customers may take. That's a great update. Number two, deeper Google Ads integration. What that means is Google Analytics now measures interactions across webs, web and apps, and which means it can report on conversions such as YouTube engaged views that occur in app and on the web. It's just weaving the data together and giving us a unified view. We no longer have to go to two different reports and figure out you know, what is what. And this is a challenge for us marketeers right now if we are doing multi-channel advertising, especially across the Google landscape. So this is great. Third, uh, they also announced customer-centric data measurement. What basically means in a way is that we can now see what channels are driving new customers in the user acquisition report and then use that engagement and retention report to understand these actions these customers take and whether they're sticking around after converting or not. 
That is one of the crucial uh, questions that we marketers, data-driven marketers often have to ask is, okay, fine, we converted, but are they staying on, especially when it comes to cohort analysis? So this is great. Lastly, they announced is more granular data controls. Now, what this basically means is we can choose when to use our uh, customer data to optimize our ads and when to limit data use only to measurements only. Again, for folks in EU, this might be great. Uh, again, for us also in the US, it's not a big deal because you know we don't have such strict privacy controls. Nevertheless, it's a great update. Overall, the next gen of Google Analytics is looking great. Let's move on. <clears throat> now, Facebook and Instagram, uh, they've announced they will start dropping support for embedded content uh, on WordPress sites starting on October 25th. So what this basically means is uh, if you were using this uh, feature of Facebook and Instagram where you post it on Facebook and Instagram it shows up on your website and if you are an unauthenticated Facebook uh, developer uh, it's just like um, if it's an unauthenticated Facebook and Instagram embeds on your WordPress website it will no longer work it's gonna break uh, so and which basically means if you're doing this a whole lot of content will be broken and frankly you should not be doing it again if you are listening to the show you know I'm always anti i'm pro and anti of these platforms like don't depend on this platform i would rather have my content start from wordpress go into facebook versus facebook into wordpress because these people are always going to change i don't have any control versus wordpress i have control right so now they have laid out some requirements which is quite stringent if you ask me from facebook they've been in facebook they've uh, laid out some layout requirements which is like you have to have a developer account you need to create a registered facebook app you have to have the o embed product app added to the app a lot of stuff a lot of technical stuff and you probably don't want to do it now if you have a wordpress site and you want your you still want to do it which is in embed your facebook and instagram co content into your wordpress sites then there are a couple of plugins i will name them two they're both three one is o embed plus the other one is Smash Balloon plugins that will help you to achieve this result in a much easier and faster way. Of that, Smash Balloon plugins is more popular. By the way, I don't get paid to mention the name. It's just been floated around. I use it at your own risk, but it seems like it's working. With that, let's move it on to the next one to our best friends TikTok. So apparently TikTok is testing hyperlinks on a live video, which means that you can now easily direct your audience to websites or products while you know, you do your live video. This is definitely useful for those with online stores or influencers who are promoting a product, but this is not nothing original here, right? TikTok uh, to TikTok, because this is something that's already been done in Facebook and Instagram, but at the same time, I will tell you, it shows that TikTok is serious. TikTok is taking things that is that is working and copying them very rapidly. So watch out Facebook and Instagram. TikTok is here to stay. I mean, even though, you know, there was a lot of ordeal up and down with TikTok. And the next update on TikTok is that TikTok has partnered with OpenSlate, which is a brand safety platform. Why do I care? Or why is it a good thing? It's because in the past, TikTok has been under a lot of controversies and backlash for its content moderation policies. And here the goal is to make sure the ads and content from different brands are not displayed along with controversial content and to verify and filter a huge range of content and categories on its platform. Again, TikTok is really making a lot of changes on their platform because they want to lure and keep people on their platform and they are here to stay. 
I will tell you if you are not taking TikTok seriously, you are missing out. In fact, we are looking to actually figure out how to put our show on TikTok. That's how serious I am because I keep talking about TikTok and we are not on TikTok yet, but we will be soon. Hopefully by the end of this month, we are going live on TikTok. Anyways, you'll find more details on the link on our show notes and let's move on to the next one. So WordPress rolled out a new feature uh, that allows user to publish blog posts into a Twitter thread. Um, if you're not sure what a Twitter thread is, it's basically a group of tweets linked together in a sequence, so it allows users to follow the trail of your tweets. Having blogs converted easily to a thread of tweets is a good thing because now your long-form content also get exposure as a short-term content on Twitter, along, allowing you to get more reach. Now, let me unpack this for you a little bit. It's a good thing and a bad thing because now a lot of noise is going to be there on Twitter. A lot of people are going to start tweeting things that are not necessarily helpful just because it's going to go blah, 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 blah. But the good thing of this is that, um, you know, you can have Twitter, this integration actually figures out where the, your images are in a blog post and it's going to go somehow related to your uh, you know, tweets and images are going to be all in one place. That's great, actually, if you ask me, especially if you're doing a post based on like points, number one, number two, number three, number four, those things are going to great, do very well. If you have hashtags, you keep that in mind, 240 characters, and then do it. You publish it once, you go to multiple places. Also, you know, Twitter users don't necessarily uh, come from Twitter into what website, so you're not really cannibalizing your website traffic because these people would not actually be coming to your website otherwise so in a way it's a great thing the way i say it's double-edged sword is because on the other hand the flip side is that um it's just like there's going to be too much noise to filter out a lot of people with crappy stuff it's going to be ending up on twitter which should not be in the twitter in the first place anyways that's remains to be seen oh by the way the other thing is i have also read that now you can actually take your tweet thread and make it a blog post as well now that's amazing you can tweet it and make it a blog post. Let's talk about that. I'm excited about that. Right? I would do that. We, if Imagine we do our show. If we just tweet our show, point 0.1, point 0.2, point 0.3, point 0.4, and then boom, it comes to our website as a blog. I love that. I'm going to test it out, and I'll let you know how it goes. Next update is Snapchat. Uh, if you are into gadgets, then you already know Apple just recently announced iPhone, iPhone 12 models and one of the interesting features is the new LiDAR scanner. LiDAR stands for light detection and ranging which is used to measure distance of an object through reflecting the light rays. This feature plays an important role in making a more immersive AR experience and Snapchat is looking to take advantage of this. Snapchat has already announced that it will be the first company to design a specific LiDAR power lens. Now it's again very aspirational long term what I'm saying is that Google Apple and Snapchat are testing things out with LiDAR scanning because Snapchat, while it may still be not the most mainstream platform, but it's actually playing a 2025 game. It's playing a long game, future game, just what Facebook did like maybe 20 years ago. Today, it's hard to imagine social media without Facebook, but 20 years ago, oh, we didn't think of Facebook, right? 20 years ago, we probably thought of MySpace or Friendster or whatever it is. So Snapchat is actually playing that long game, 2025 game, which is like an augmented reality uh, experience, lighter things like, and which is why we are actually uh, talking about it right now is that folks don't write off Snapchat yet. It's still there. It's still viable. 
And the other update from Snapchat is that uh, Snapchat uh, sounds on Snapchat. Like we all know, music makes everything more lively, which is why Snapchat is giving uh, its users a way to add music to their snaps with music from a catalog of both emerging and established artists. Users can add music to their snaps for or after before or after capturing their videos and they can share it without any limits. So once again, this is a very similar feature to as TikTok. The only difference is in Snapchat, when you tap on the sound, it takes users to a page in the app that shows other videos using the same music clip. I tested it out. Um, well, I saw the video. I shouldn't say I tested it out. I saw the video that came out of Snapchat on using this feature, and I was like, I was really like, you know, I loved it because it's like, you know, uh, this was this lady who was making a video with her dog or cat behind her, and she was putting a song, and then the guy was responding back with another song. It just like kept on going. It's a, it was a great game. It's a very engaging thing. And I have a I have a feeling that this might catch on uh, between teenage amongst teenagers as the next platform uh, uh, in terms of you know how they engage and what they do and like you know and again the teens are the future users so if they grow up using Snapchat they will keep on tend to stay on Snapchat so between the race is going to be between snapchat and tiktok who's gonna win the game we'll find out but for now that was the last update of this week and with that folks that's it for this week in marketing now you know everything you need to know if you'd like to read more make sure you visit our show page where you'll find all the links uh, to the articles we mentioned and if you enjoyed this week this if you enjoyed this episode of this week in marketing please make sure to give us a thumbs up and follow us in the social media pages once again this is your host ajit islam signing off until next week take care au revoir Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.